Today, stronger immunity and better nutrition are more important than ever. That's why Eggland's Best gives you and your family more. That's healthy news for everyone. Only Eggland's Best. Starting route. Your destination is 0.1 miles away. If you drive less than 100 feet, turn left. You have arrived at your destination. If you drive less than 25 miles a day, you could be paying less every day with pay-per-mile car insurance from Allstate. You get the same reliable coverage and hands-on expertise you'd expect from Allstate, but now at a price that's tailored to the miles you drive. Call your local Allstate agent and start paying what's right for you. Includes a daily rate. Prices vary based on how you buy. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Not applicable in California. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and its affiliates. Isn't good wine for quality gifts this holiday? Harriet Boots are known for performance and comfort. Harriet Boots are enhanced with modern technology features that provide the comfort and support of a high-performance athletic shoe. It still offers the functionality and... ...which is ideal for working boys and athletes. For the next-generation gift this holiday, Harriet at Boot Barn. Unwrap the West. In California last night, a large group of people gathered to protest extended L.A. event. Lamar had asked the event be moved, but the show went on. By law, religious gatherings and protests are protected from COVID restrictions. Some of the Christmas COVID rules around the world in Peru, you can't drive. In Lebanon, nightclubs are open, but you can't dance. I'm Cammie McCormick, CBS News. The IRS doesn't mess around. If they want your money, they'll take it. They can take your paycheck and bank accounts, too. Even threaten your home or business. Don't take on the IRS alone. If you owe back taxes, the smartest thing you can do is call Optima Tax Relief. The experts at Optima specialize in a powerful IRS tax assistance program called the Fresh Start Initiative. And their clients that qualify are saving thousands, even tens of thousands. One call starts the process to stop the demand letters, stop aggressive collection actions, and stop the IRS from targeting you. But don't delay. It's important to act now while you still have options. Optima is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. Optima has already resolved over a billion dollars of tax debt for their clients. Get your life back. For tax help you need, for tax help you can trust, call Optima now for your free consultation. Call 800-343-6460. 800-343-6460. 800-343-6460. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Weenie Wednesday. Corn dogs and regular hot dogs, 99 cents each. Open 10.30 a.m. until 9 p.m. Head on over to Larry's Dog House at 410 West Union Street in Athens. Hi, folks. Bruce right now with Right Now Auto Group. It's time to close the book on 2020. Right Now Auto Group has a novel way to help you do just that. So before you start booking any engagements for 2021, start this next chapter of your life with a visit to Right Now Auto Group in New Lexington. Enjoy browsing our inventory. At Right Now Auto Group, you'll find new vehicles from Ford, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram, and a great selection of used vehicles. We can match anyone's price on new vehicles, experience a hassle-free environment while working with our friendly staff. Our sales team will work to find the vehicle you want, and our finance department will work to get you a great deal. Call 740-342-5146 for your VIP appointment today. Visit us this weekend in Relax or see all the cars at RightNowAuto.com. This is Bruce Rightnow with Rightnow Auto Group. We want you to ride in our car. power equipment or go to Kubota.com for a dealer near you.
wonders of radio. <laughs> Let me get situated in here. I literally just walked into the studio. Ah, there we go. Okay. Now, the thing is, I can't reach that rod. I'll get it. You can? Yeah. You have a long reacher? One of those long grabbers? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, the sun is just booming through here. It's very pleasant, but it also makes it hard to read our computers and things like that. Uh, good morning, folks. Welcome. Let's see here. Where do I start with all of this stuff? Yeah, I guess it's here. Okay. Well, forgive me. I I truly am um, a little bit disorganized this morning, but uh, we'll get it here. Yeah, that's the thing. Cause I can't read this with the sun booming like it is. Oh, much better. <laughs> much better. Much better. There we go. <laughs> All right, good morning, folks. Welcome. It is, uh, what, two days. Tomorrow is uh, Christmas Eve, all day long. Even though they refer to it as an Eve. Um, today is uh, one day before that, right? <laughs> so anyway. Um, it's Wednesday, December 23rd. The 358th year uh, day of this calendar year, we have eight days remaining. Uh, in terms of a highlight in history, the first successful human kidney transplant took place at a hospital in Boston, the Peter Bent Brigham hospital in Boston um, on this date in 1954. They say a surgical team removed a kidney from a 23-year-old Ronald Herrick and implanted it in Herrick's twin brother, Richard. So the donor was, um, you know, we all have two of those. The donor was um, the brother. And think how many things like that now we've done over the years. And other organs as well. Pretty remarkable. All right. Let's see here. We've got um, birthdays. Ronnie Shell is 89. The former emperor of Japan. Akihito, right? Is 87 today. Actor Frederick Forrest, 84. Yorma Kalkinen. Did you see this here? Yes. I should turn on your mic. <laughs> there, that made it different. There we go. Good morning. Yes, I saw Jorma's name there. Yorma uh, is 80? Yeah. Former uh, guitarist for Jefferson Airplane. But, um, of course, folks, he just lives down the road here. Yep. Has a very nice uh, place. Concert facility, and yeah, shops and so on. The Fur Piece Ranch. That's right. Um. Anyway, let's see here. I, I'm stuck on that. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay. This is it 80? Is 80. It? Yeah. Yes. Wow. I had no idea. I thought he was like 
70s. Yeah, I thought early 70s, mm-hmm. too. Susan Lucci, the actress, uh, 74. <clears throat> um, boom, 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 boom. A lot of rock and roll singers on here today. Oh, the former First Lady of France, Carla Bruni Sarkozy, is 53 today. And the youngest person listed is an actor, Caleb Foote, who's 27. Weather-wise... This sunshine is very welcome. And it's meaning um, that we're going to climb up to 55, 54 degrees, right in that zone. Tonight, a very tender 46. And then there's tomorrow, when it all changes. I mean, we're talking about uh, rain throughout the day. Changing to snow, so maybe around 4 p.m. They say the snow could be heavy at times. How festive is that I, for Christmas Eve? The, the only thing is, in my neighborhood, we have a tradition called the Luminarios. I like those. And uh, I have um, already equipped in my tractor wagon 72 luminarios. Oh, wow. <laughs> You're ready. Well, I, okay, so what happens is, you know, people do go often <clears throat> away. Now, this year they're asked to try to limit that. Yeah. But uh, so not only do I do my yard, but I do any open spots along the way on Grand Park Boulevard. And uh, in the 72 include, um, so I, I think I had, well, I don't know, 55 of them in, the, in Grace, my neighbor, Grace Swart. Yeah. I have hers on the wagon too, but um, we're gonna we're gonna light it up, and the weather is going to be uh, add another dimension to it. If <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep, gonna be very accommodating for the holidays, for Christmas anyway. Now, let me ask you this: Does ever, anyone that may be away do do they ever get a little bit? miffed by placing those in their yard or do I've you put never, them in never heard of do you, do you put them in the in the uh, street or at the well, edge of right the yard on the, right on the uh, concrete um, <clears throat> the barrier there the curb curb thank you the curb run yeah although i, I would i wouldn't know why they would be a, yeah, bothered I, by him being in the grass a bit too yeah that's true. We'll, we'll, but, um, if so, we'll give them a bah humbug. <laughs> <laughs> but you see, the next morning, Christmas morning. Yeah. Uh, generally, by eleven or so, I'm out there, also picking them up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they shine through the night, and it's. Um, Oh, there's been different theories, like it was a guide for Santa's sleigh, like a runway. Yeah. You know, that sort of thing. Sure. Uh, some of the kids have made up stories like that, but it's, it's <laughs> just it's just nice looking. Yeah, just have a little fun with it. Have a little story to go with it, too. Yeah. Kids enjoy it. Some big kids enjoy it, too. Folks, tomorrow, and starting tomorrow for... 36 hours yep. or so. Yep. Uh, we have uh, had a tradition 
of playing wall-to-wall Christmas music. Seasonal music. Uh, we have a remarkable library. Um, and I'm very proud of it. So, what time's that get underway? 6 p.m. tomorrow night and runs until 6 a.m. Saturday morning. Okay. So 36 hours. There you go. Yeah. So, 6 p.m. tomorrow night, and it is a simulcast. Oh, is it? I believe it is. So, it'll be on both 97. Well, I knew it was on both stations, but I didn't know it was a simulcast. I, I That's th- different this year. Yeah. I could be wrong, so it, it may be programmed separately on each signal there, but I thought it was. Yeah. At any rate, it's going to be beautiful. And, um, you know, a couple of our very fine local businesses. Oh, Matthews Insurance. Um, Goldsberry Wealth Strategies. Um, those are two examples, at least. There's, I think there's five total. Larry's Doghouse. That's right. one. Steak and Shake okay, so is participating. So now we're only missing one. Yeah, I think it's the March of Dimes. That's right. Okay, we I got it that's now. it. Yeah. All five of those organizations bring it to essentially commercial-free. We do drop in little mentions that each of them... Are proud to do this. Yeah. And we're grateful to them for their sponsorship sure. and bringing that to uh, the community here, the, our listening audience. Well, let's see here. Were you were you done with the weather there? I think there there's more snow in there. Well, I thought I mentioned was, it. You did for tomorrow and tomorrow night. What about Christmas Day? Okay, so Thursday, that's Christmas Eve. Yep, tomorrow. Um, around 4 p.m., snow could start, and, and it could be heavy at times. <coughs> um... Going to get a little then colder then they tomorrow go on night. To say that uh, we could receive as much as one to two inches, but the chance of precipitation is one hundred percent tomorrow. Now Thursday night, um, they say that'll continue until perhaps around eleven p.m. And it could be heavy at times. Now it's going to be a good bit colder, 15 degrees um, Christmas Eve. With a westerly wind, 10 miles per hour. And they're saying during that period of time, we could get an additional 3 to 5 inches. Whoa. Check it out, Christmas Eve. Now, whenever they do something like this, I always say, hmm, I bet it doesn't happen. (laughs) And um, I'm generally right. But, (laughs) But they try to make us aware that it could be bad, just in case it is. Yeah. And if so, that will be significant snow number two. But continue on. Okay, so they say uh, Christmas Day isolated snow showers before 3 p.m., then scattered flurries after that. Uh, But the chance of precipitation, 20%. And Friday night, Christmas night, Scattered flurries before 7. Saturday, sunny, high 33. Uh, Sunday, sunny, 43. So a good bit of this is going to melt off fairly quickly. If it all happens. 
<laughs> but um, it'll be festive. Uh, yeah. Good timing for that, too, for those yeah. of you who like snow at Christmas. Christmas Eve and then Christmas. All right. Now, I got to thinking about this a little bit. And I thought, you know, I, I, I wonder how some of these traditions come about. So I did some research. And, you know, if you're searching for some non-controversial conversation starters for around the dinner table, or any time that one family member wants to start something, we've, you know, we've all got some of those, uh, these Christmas facts will come to your rescue. I hope. They also make great trivia fodder for a fun holiday game night even if yours are via video call this year. We all um, probably already know there's a lot more to Christmas than finding and then unwrapping gifts. You know, I guess people do hide them, don't they? Some, some yeah. people. Yeah. Um... I guess we're going to be doing ours out in the yard because um, Jackie's family and Nick's family are very cautious. And I don't mean that I'm not cautious. It's just that I, I miss my grandkids. Anyway, so... It'll be much different this year, but it'll still work out just fine. Okay, so let's see. Let's go on. Um, okay. From the religious observations, you may already look forward to every year to pagan origins and some facts that are just entertaining. Uh, this report I've assembled is to guarantee you'll learn something from this list. So take a breather from the frenetic pace of the holiday season and check this list twice. Maybe you'll even get inspired to write some of them in your family's annual Christmas letter if you're inclined to do that sort of thing or in a card. Or give your social media posts some flair. Well, first off, um, Christmas was not always on December 25th. Um, well, Christmas celebrates the birth of Jesus Christ. There is no mention of December 25th in the Bible. Most historians actually um, post that Jesus was born in the spring. And his birthday itself didn't become the official holiday until the 3rd century. Some historian believe the data was actually chosen because it coincided with the pagan festival of Saturnalia, which honored the agricultural god Saturn with celebrating and gift-giving. Okay, so I got to 20 or so of these things. Number two, evergreens are an ancient tradition. The tradition of Christmas trees goes all the way back to ancient Egyptians and Romans who marked the winter solstice with evergreens as a reminder that spring would return. So if you decorate with a green tree 
wreaths or evergreen garland, you're throwing it back, way back. Now, the next one is you can thank Prince Albert about your Christmas tree. It goes on, you might want to brew a cup of tea when trimming your tree this year to pay homage to its origins. When Prince Albert of Germany introduced a tree to his wife, his new wife, Queen Victoria of England, it really took off across the pond. A drawing of the couple in front of the Christmas tree appeared in the Illustrated London News in 1848. And, as we say, the idea went viral. Okay. Our next thing. Nick was more generous than Jolly. Each of you probably already knew that the idea of Santa Claus came from St. Nicholas, but the real saint wasn't a bearded man who wore a red suit. That all came much later. According to legend, the 4th century Christian bishop gave away his abundant inheritance to help the needy and rescued women from servitude. His name was Sinterklaas in Dutch which later morphed into, of course, Santa Claus. The rest of the trappings followed. Okay, here's a fifth item I found. Simply stated, Coca-Cola played a part in Santa's image. Before Coca-Cola got in on it, Santa used to look a lot less jolly, even spooky. It wasn't until 1931 when the beverage company hired an illustrator named Haddon Sunbloom for magazine ads that we got the jolly old elf. Now, kids won't get nightmares when they dream of Christmas Eve. <laughs> what about stockings? I learned that it all happened by accident. According to legend, we hang stockings by the chimney with care, thanks to a poor man who didn't have enough money for his three daughters' dowries. Generous old St. Nick, remember that's his trademark, dropped a bag of gold down their chimney one night where the girls had hung their stockings to dry. That's where the gold ended up and how the tradition began. Huh. That'd be a nice little gift to find in your stocking, wouldn't it? Gold? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Selling for nearly $1,800 an ounce now, I think. Surprise. Oh, I, excuse me, folks. Let me just take a, a brief moment here to reheat my coffee. Oh, yeah. Got to have that. Um, so do you have all of your stockings hung up yet? Oh, my. The, I yes. mean, the ones that you had a picture of the other day? Yes. That is complete. It is up, and they are uh, filled. Yeah. And, folks, I saw the picture, and they all are identical stockings. Well, they're each... With exception of the name. The name and all of the um, buttons and patches sewn on each, they're all, they're all homemade. Yeah. 
They're big lumberjack stockings, right? <laughs> like you might buy at um, Old Max Thrifty or something like that. Yeah. And um, they have a red band at the top, and the rest is all white. But uh, they're they're each hand decorated by Patrick, my wife. Okay, so what was our last thing? About um, the stockings with gold in them. Yeah. Or the gold bag that was dropped down the chimney. So now let's move on to Rudolph, who they say was a marketing ploy. Rudolph, the red-nosed reindeer, first appeared in 1939 when the Montgomery Ward department store, I remember those, Yep. Asked one of its copywriters to create a Christmas story the store could give away as a promotional gimmick. The store had been giving away coloring books for years and decided to make its own to save money. So that's how Rudolph got started. Christmas wreaths. The Christmas wreath originated as a symbol of Christ. The holly represents the crowns of thorns Jesus wore at his crucifixion. And the red berries symbolize the blood he shed. So, when you see a wreath this season, you'll remember the reason for the season. Okay, what's uh, what would you say is the most often Christmas song? Oh, boy. White Christmas? Yeah. It, it is used often, but I would say Jingle Bells. Oh, okay. I just thought of the Bingster. Yeah. Bing Crosby. When you said that. Well, it turns out we were originally dashing through the snow for an entirety in, for an entirely different holiday. James Lord Pierpoint wrote a song called One Horse Open Sleigh for his church's Thanksgiving concert. But then in nineteen I'm sorry, eighteen fifty seven the song was republished under the title It Still Holds Today, and it eventually became one of the most popular Christmas songs. Jingle Bells. Jingle all the way. Oh, what fun. Let's see here. Okay, this next item says, Astronauts broadcast jingle bells from space. Um, There's some thought that this prank almost went too far. Nine days before Christmas in 1965, the two astronauts aboard Gemini 6 sent an odd report to Mission Control that they saw an unidentified flying object about to enter Earth's atmosphere, traveling in the polar orbit from north to south. They interrupted the tense report with the sound of jingle bells. (laughs) As Wally Sherrard played a small harmonica accompanied by Tom Stafford on a handful of sleigh bells they had smuggled aboard. (laughs) Okay, um, did you know that celebrating Christmas at one time was actually illegal? I did not. So we're talking about Jamestown, folks, long ago. The settlers there created the first American batch of eggnog 
I lost my place. Let me, let me. We'll go to that in a moment. So we're talking about Christmas used to be illegal. So here we go. By the time the Puritans settled in Boston, celebrating Christmas had been outlawed from 1659 to 1681. Anyone caught making merry would face a fine for celebrating. After the Revolutionary War, the day was so unimportant that Congress even held their first session on December 25th, 1789. I didn't know that. Christmas wasn't proclaimed a federal holiday for almost another century, proving that the Grinch's notorious hatred of the holiday was alive and well long before he was. <laughs> that old Grinch. Now, settlers created the first American eggnog. You know, I haven't had eggnog in some years. I can't really taste, remember what it's what it tasted like. Oh, okay. Tastes like a creamy, sweet milk. Is it served cold or hot or what? Cold. Typically no. cold. Okay. I know some people who like it warm, but typically it's cold. You can find it in uh, the the refrigerated section of stores. You know, so if you don't want to make your own, you can... I'll bet one of my neighbors will surprise me with a, um, a mug. Yeah, or you can make your own. I've made eggnog before eggs milk some vanilla sometimes a little cinnamon some nutmeg the jamestown settlers created the first american batch of eggnog although it may not have tasted quite the way we know and love it as today the word nog comes from the word grog or any drink made with rum Oh, rum. <laughs> I was just thinking, I'll bet it was a little bit of a high-octane eggnog. Well, this may bring it a little more into my interest. <laughs> uh, so technically, an early nog didn't require the rich, milky base we now ladle out of Grandma's cut crystal punch bowl. <laughs> I like rum. Folks, I don't want to mislead you or give you the wrong impression. I am not. Uh, I'm not a very heavy consumer of alcohol. I think I've confessed to being drunk twice in my life, and it was a miserable experience. And it was both be both times were before I was of legal age. <laughs> And not in Wyoming. No, it was in uh, Kentucky, actually. Anyway, um, but I do like many flavors. And so uh, to, to, to taste a certain liquor or, well, I, anyway, I enjoy that. Wines, um, you know, some people turn their nose up at me because I like sweet wines. My parents, growing up, they always had Mogan David wine. And I often had a little bit of it as a kid at the dinner table. So I like sweet wines. Oh, well... <clears throat> So let's see here. We did um, we did eggnog. Next, Christmas decorating sends nearly fifteen thousand people annually to the ER. Now, what's that about? <laughs> Overindulgence of eggnog. If you've ever watched Clark Griswold. <laughs> Decorate his house in the movie Christmas Vacation. Ah, uh, yeah. That probably doesn't come as much of a surprise. 
In fact, the Consumer Product Safety Commission estimates that 14,700 people visit hospital emergency rooms each November and December from holiday-related decorating accidents. So please be careful when you're decking your halls. Yes, especially getting up on the rooftop and installing Christmas lights. Don't be falling off the roof. Did you know Santa has his own postal code in in um, Canada? I did. You did? Yeah. I knew there was one somewhere. When you said Canada, I thought, yep, that's where it is. Well, every year, letters to Santa Claus flood post offices across the world, not just in Canada or just the U.S. It's everywhere. Forcing parents to find a way to answer them or explain to the kiddos why their letter got, um, well, lost in the mail, I guess. Cementing their reputation as one of the nicest countries around, some big-hearted Canadian post office workers started writing back. As the program took off, they set up a special postal code for Santa as part of a Santa letter-writing program initiative. Uh, Ho-a-ho. That's pretty cool. Kids get excited when they get letters from Santa or the note left on the table. You know, years ago, I can't think of his name, but I knew him for many years, and he was our postmaster here in Athens. Mr. Cordray? Yes. Well done, man. Thank you, sir. Greg Cordray. Um, you know, I don't know how it is now. I, I sort of have the feeling that postmasters serve shorter periods of time than he did. But Fred uh, was postmaster for many years. But uh, he would call us and say, wouldn't it be interesting if we provided you folks with all the Santa letters, we the radio station, and you could make sure that Santa got them and share some of the interesting writings with your audience. So we did for many years. Cool. Okay, dry Christmas trees spark more than joy. You can see where they're going here. For the love of Christmas, don't forget to water your tree. Dried out Christmas trees spark about 100 fires each year, cause an average of 10 deaths, and result in $15.7 million in property damage. This, according to the Consumer Product Safety Commission, reports. Not only will an errant spark ruin your holiday, it can put both you and responding firefighters in danger. Well, this year, so the the next chunk that I came across is that we ship a ton of packages at the holidays, right? And mm-hmm. this year, even more so than normal. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Between Thanksgiving and New Year's last day, the U.S. Postal Service delivered about an estimated 910 million packages, in addition to almost 15 billion pieces of mail. That includes gifts from faraway loved ones, cards, letters to Santa, and those dreaded credit card bills after we put our holiday purchase on plastic, uh, oops, yeah. Yeah. Um, interesting. 
but it's so much greater this year. And then, of course, we hear now of, you know, even additional services being overwhelmed, such as FedEx, UPS, all that sort of thing. Uh, there is a caller trying to get in. Let's bring them in briefly. Okay. We're almost at the end of this. Good morning. Tickety-poo. Tickety-poo. <laughs> Dave, I remember you talking. I remember wasn't there a time y'all had Santa Claus reading letters on the air? Yes, sir. I thought so. I thought I wasn't that crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just spoke of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't hear you say on the air. I just heard you say about the postmaster. I'm sorry. No, no, no. You're fine. Uh, but the post office did provide them to us, and we right. we um, would um, we asked Santa to come in, and he worked it out so he could do so daily, and right. he would read some of those. Yeah, yeah. I I enjoyed that little segment. Even though I was an adult, I still enjoyed hearing it. Oh, sure. Yeah. You going to do art today? <laughs> uh, I'm trying to get there. I'm almost done. Oh, all right. I'll shut up and get off. <laughs> okay. <Y'all have> <laughs> Thank Merry you. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, guys. Likewise. Thank man. you. Merry you Christmas. Bet. Happy New Year, too. Okay, so <laughs> let's go on here. Uh, what about the Xmas? That term, Xmas. Uh, to my surprise, um, Xmas is a newly nefarious attempt to take Christ out of Christmas. Is it? Well, think again. According to, from Adam's apple to Xmas, an essential vocabulary guide for politically correct Christianity was spelled Xianity as far back as 1100. X, or Chi, C-H-I, in Greek is the first letter of Christ and served as a symbolic stand-in. In 1551, the holiday was called Extimus, but eventually shortened to Xmas. So in reality, Xmas is just as Christian as the longer virgin version. Uh, now, how about Americans? It may feel like Christmas is everywhere you turn from October right on through New Year's, and those decorations hit stores earlier each year. That's particularly because most Americans really do jingle bell rock their way through this season. Over 90% of us. Not all of those celebrate it as a religious holiday, though. Uh, um, the next point, it says about half, no, 51% of Americans. Let's see here. If church seems a little sparse on Christmas Eve, there may be a reason for that. The Pew Research Center found that fewer people think of Christmas as a religious holiday these days. Only 51% of people who celebrate, uh, celebrate attend church on Christmas. It didn't say what percentage of those only go on Christmas and Easter. We're almost at the end. Uh, Americans spend nearly $1,000 on gifts. According to the National Retail Federation's 2017 data, why don't we have newer stuff? Anyway, consumers spend an average of $967.13 for the holidays, although individual spending can vary widely. Mistletoe, the holiday flora, is an ancient symbol of fertility and virility, and the Druids considered it an aphrodisiac. 
So keep that in mind next time someone jokes about meeting you under the mistletoe. You might want to know what you're getting yourself into. Uh, I am going to shorten things up. Ham ranks as the favorite festive meal. Candy canes were originated in Germany. Mm. Yeah. I'm going to leave it to, I have found four more items I was going to share with you, but. We can do it tomorrow. We can try. Sure. Yeah. But in the meantime, at the request of uh, at least one caller. (laughs) (laughs) Of the masses. Is all my stuff ready here? Yes, it it is. is. It is ready. Coach Art Turf. I am EPG. And it's Jack. Coach Turf here at Midweek. Let's again take a break from our talking about uh, current inept tech football and go back a few years into the history of inept football. Some of the terminology uh, that we hear every day in football actually originated here. And one of these uh, terms, the nickel defense, I understand, originated right here at NAP Tech. That's right. You know, we was talking about that. things we should have done to combat that passing offense was to put another defensive back in the backfield, a fifth back back there. And, and of course, uh, when the ball game was over, uh, uh, I believe we lost a 73 zip, and I think old Rifle must have passed for uh, 742 yards or something like that. And he come up to me when the ball game was over. He said, Coach, you know, that defense ain't worth a nickel. And uh, that's where they come up with that term, nickel defense. And I'll be back with more from Coach Art Turf right after this message. And um, Kindred Market on East State Street uh, enjoys this show. Well, Coach Turf, we talked about the origination of the term the nickel defense right here at Inept Tech. Uh, It ain't amazing how many terms that people use in football every day that come right back to Inept Tech here and we started them. I'm sure we never realized that. Any other terminology that uh, you want to talk about uh, that originated here? That's right. You know, we did have a boy that was hurt last week. uh, Stubby Simmons injured his leg, and I know that there's a real common leg injury called a hamstring pull. Right, I've heard of that one. That's right. Well, that goes back to 1930. When we was here at NAP Tech, just uh, we was just what you call your fledgling program. Then second year at the school. Well, I believe 37, 38, about the about the third year at the school. We had a boy playing on the ball team. He played both ways. He went offense and defense. Fellow name of a Hamstring Hogan. A Hamstring was a kind of unusual boy. One of his legs was about four inches shorter than the other one. You could be up there in that tower at practice watching them boys, and you could always tell which one was hamstring because he'd be hobbling around one of his legs, been shorter than another, but he always tried real hard, and, and he always kept morale real high for the rest of the boys because he was always pulling practical jokes in the locker room before practice and after practice, and, and uh, it got to be before too long that uh, anytime something uh, funny went on on the ball field that they called that pulling a hamstring. Nowadays, anytime you see on the football field some boy hobbling around down there, somebody's sure to say, well, that boy has pulled a hamstring. Listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of MX Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. Okay. And uh, 
with that, the hour is over. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WBTH This is CBS News on the Hour, your home for original reporting. I'm Cammie McCormick. So much time was spent on Capitol Hill wrangling over that coronavirus relief package. Then last night, President Trump indicated he won't sign it. I'm asking Congress to amend this bill and increase the ridiculously low $600 to $2,000 or $4,000 for a couple. That's something Democrats had been fighting for, but there's another glitch, according to analyst Leonard Steinhorn. If the president decides to veto this bill, not only will the promised stimulus checks not go out, but on December 29th, the government will shut down. And the president issued a series of pardons. Here's correspondent Chip Reed. Among them, George Papadopoulos, a Trump 2016 campaign advisor who was convicted of lying to authorities as part of an investigation into Russian election interference. And Alex van der Zwan, a lawyer also convicted of lying during the Russia probe. The president also granted clemency to three former Republican Congress Duncan Hunter, Chris Collins, and Steve Stockman, all of whom were convicted of separate financial crimes. Democratic Congressman Adam Schiff said Trump has valued loyalty above justice. With 80 million Americans expected to travel over the holidays, the warnings from states like Indiana, where COVID-19 deaths have jumped 40% in the last month, the state's health director. These are sobering numbers and not what anyone wants to focus on during this holiday week. But there are reality. And we have to pay attention and act accordingly. In Orange County, California, with hospitals inundated, nurses were planning to picket today to protest the conditions. This ER nurse. You have an 11, 12-bed emergency room that have 30 patients, 40 patients, and people expiring in the middle of the hallway with nurses running around. They're trying to help, and they cannot catch up. The number's 61. The nurses want the governor to ask for assistance. The National Guard. The weather will keep millions of Americans indoors over the holidays. First, a blizzard. We're expecting four to eight inches of snow in the upper Midwest, and a lot of that heavy snow right now is in parts of South Dakota. Gust of 55 miles an hour, blizzard conditions are possible there. And then meteorologist Jeff Berardelli tells us the storm moves east. A rip-roaring upper-level and mid-level jet stream is going to power a squall line later tomorrow night. And that means wind gusts maybe to 70 miles an hour, power outages anywhere from D.C. to Philly to New York City to Boston and especially coastal New England. This is going to be a big storm and it's all rain. Fewer Americans sought jobless benefits last week, but employers are still cutting jobs. Checking the early numbers on Wall Street, the Dow Jones Industrials are up 216 points. This is CBS News. CBS News Radio is your home for breaking news. With our team of reporters around the country and the world, we give you the cut.